Are you feeling tired, bored, lonely, maybe a little anxious through your quarantine? Well, I've got the medicine for you. You're listening to a very special COVID-19 quarantine edition of Rust Belt Running. We like to call this Staying Sane with Rust Belt Running. It's a chance for us to get to know you guys, our listeners, a little better. We want you to know that we will make it through this together. And we are here on Rust Belt Running, another Staying Sane edition. This is a special one to me. Adam is not with us today. He, uh, good for him. Got called in to do some work today. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. I'm not going to tell him to sacrifice money for something that doesn't make him money. But it does mean that I get to talk to my sister-in-law, uh, Kelly Hedinger. Just the two of us. So this should be pretty fun. How are you doing, Kelly? I am good. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad you're here. You keep bugging me to come on here, and I find and now, it took now a here, pandemic to get me on an <laughs> right. issue. Yeah. So see, it's there are good things that have come out of this, and you Obviously. got to be on your favorite podcast in the entire world. Yeah. I mean, it. This is second to none. I would take Doc Shepard's armchair. Um, I forget the name escapes me right now, but I, I love Doc Shepard's podcast as well. I'm still um, waiting for him to call me, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, just keep bugging, bug him about it. Maybe it'll happen. Okay. Uh, okay. Ke- fun fact about Kelly as a listener of Rust Belt Running. She's been listening to us since the YouTube days, and she is the only person who is upset <laughs> that we no longer do the YouTube uh, videos. That's true. I'm a big, I was a big fan. I always liked watching, too, even though inevitably there were – you know, connection issues or, um, you know, I would see the next person talking, but hear the audio from the previous person talking that probably has something to do in part with our 1990s internet connection that we have in our house. So, um, I've come around though. I'm listening to it regularly without, without YouTube. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, this has been a strange time for all of us and, uh, I'm just curious, you know, we're doing this whole this whole thing to kind of figure out how people are coping with everything. And uh, you have uh, you have a lot of people in your house. And so I'm wondering, uh, how's that all going? Well, you know, it's it's good, not great. That's the that's the uh, official grade I would give it today. I do have. Um, Danny, obviously, who is in, he's been, um, sent, he was sent home, thankfully, <clears throat> right away, you know, working remotely um, in his job is something that's really easy. It was really easy for him to transition to. Uh, shortly after that, the schools were canceled. And so, um, you know, our son is home all, all the time. And uh, my parents currently live in our, in our, under our roof. Um, they were getting ready to secure plans. Um, actually, we had a, a contractor out that drew a plan. Uh, they're building an addition on the back of the house is sort of like an in-law suite. And uh, we just had a contractor. We approved the drawing and everything was moving. And then the ass end fell out of the country. So we're all just, you know, hanging out in house. The ass end really did fall out of the country, didn't it? <laughs> It really did. We are fortunate because we live in a <clears throat> we live in a split level home, and so um, what's nice is uh, save the main entrances or any uh, sort of egress in and out of the house. That's really the only thing shared at this point. Um, we have a, a 
like five or six steps that go down to a lower level that has a living room and a bathroom and a bedroom. Um, and so uh, my parents also got like a miniature refrigerator and microwave. So by and large, we have been able to keep our own, our own space. That's good. Cause that would drive me insane. Yeah, it was getting it was getting wild up in the kitchen at times. Um, it's a small galley kitchen anyway, so <clears throat> my parents having um, the ability to just even just get something to drink or, or microwave something is has made a huge difference. So Kelly does work at uh, Mount Carmel <clears throat> Hospital, and she has. I got to give her mad props. She was one of the people who kind of scared me straight on this uh, this pandemic that we are facing. And, uh, she had me a few days ahead of everybody else, just in how I I had begun preparing and what my thoughts on everything were. So I'm very grateful to, uh, to you, Kelly, for that. Um, well, I want to, I want to ask real quick, your thoughts on, we've talked a few times about how Ohio has been kind of leading the way for the country in many respects. Um, what do you kind of think about how Governor DeWine and uh, Dr. Amy Acton have been handling this whole situation? Uh, well, like I've shared with you before, I, I just I, I don't have enough good things to say about it. Um, you know, I think that they've proven time and time again, certainly to be ahead of uh, many of the other states in the country, but certainly even ahead of some of the other um Um, countries in the world, they have used really sound science and clinical expertise to make decisions. And I think they coupled that with transparency, which allowed people proper time for preparedness that we we didn't receive, we still are not receiving from our federal government. And so, excuse me, the facts, uh, the fact that they really... um, they they leaned into, like I said, science and expertise to make these decisions uh, really positioned Ohio well um, to, to manage the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, I also love how, uh, how we have Battelle in Columbus doing the sanitation of masks. We had some of the first manufactured tests in uh, in the States coming out of Cleveland clinic, which was awesome. There's just so many different ways that this awesome state has, uh, paved the way. So let's talk about fun stuff now though. Have you been running through this? I have, it's not so fun for me. Unfortunately, um, as you know, that, uh, the listeners don't, I've been dealing with a nagging. I don't even know if it's an injury because I, I don't feel like it's actually an acute injury, but, um, I've been dealing with pain, um, in my right foot specifically in my left and right foot when it gets bad enough for a long time. Last year, I, um, I signed up for a half. I wasn't able to do it. I spent instead months in physical therapy. Um, I did, um, dry needling. They, they treated sort of acutely for plantar fasciitis and then, um, maybe determined that it was more tightness in my calf and IT band. So I did months of dry needling, um, so many people have had such great results, immediate results from dry needling. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I, I hadn't really been running. Um, so I really had to reset much further than I was used to. Uh, but I also felt like, Oh, this will be great for, for me in general, because, 
you know, cardiovascularly, uh, I was, you know, feeling fine to just maybe go out and get, get several miles. in. I did reset for my leg's sake to like a, um, a couch to 5k or something that, you know, could tell me, Hey, you need to stop running and walk or maybe stretch, slow down, stop. And so I was using those, um, audio cues when I was running, but last week I went for like four runs and I mean, I can't walk today. I mean, my feet are just Uh. absolutely killing me. And so it just is really unfortunate. I was enjoying getting out again and was hoping that, you know, the combination of the stretching, the exercises that my physical therapist had given me. And I got some new shoes. I've gone through a thousand pairs of shoes, you know, the new shoes that I got my new balance. Uh, and then coupled with sort of doing the walk run or the, the run stretch, then run again would help. And it has proven that that unfortunately is not the case. And so I haven't run at all this week. I went back to work this week. I was off last week for spring break and, um, we enjoyed just a lovely getaway to our living room. And, um, (laughs) I, I was able to, uh, just sort of, uh, get some time to get outside. And, uh, this week back to work, even though there were some nice nights, I was just in too much pain, unfortunately. That sucks. I really, really, I thought those new balance beacons were gonna be the trick for you. Cause man, I love mine. And I love them. They are, they're providing so much more comfort and stability. And I'll tell you when I, you know, we, my friend and I were going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we would go in the morning and running on the treadmill. I mean, I was up to like not walking, not stopping, you know, really not doing anything. I would do an easy three on the treadmill. They felt great outside though. Um, I've not adjusted well. I mean, I've been running in those. And again, I think it's a combination of like, you know, I've got hip knee issues that I think have, created years of issues now that are in my calf that are now stemming to my feet. And so, um, you know, I'm just trying to stay stretched and, um, still getting out walking. I'll run when I can, but like yesterday, plus I'm on my feet now too. So like I was back right. to work. I also have those new balance that I'm wearing to work cause I am in scrubs now, um, or anything that can be sanitized or, or, or washed nightly. Um, and so I'm, I'm in scrubs and tennis shoes, uh, but I've been on my feet like eight hours a day now, nine hours a day, more than I was even the week before. And so I think that might have a part in it too, but yeah, it's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. All right. You just mentioned that you were wearing scrubs at work. And I I think there are some things uh, I didn't want to go back to coronavirus too much. But uh, I think something that may be very educational for our listeners to understand uh, what some of these healthcare workers go through. Now, you you are not a nurse. You're you're more in an like administrative leadership role. That's correct. Um, But even so, Explain to our listeners your routine with your scrubs when you get home. This is what healthcare professionals are going through. And yeah. it's it, it I think it's a level of things that a lot of people don't understand how deep this can hit. So Yeah. I I Fortunately, I have a lot of experience, like you said, even though I'm not a nurse, in my old life, I was a director of environmental services at a 500-bed hospital, and so I have experience. I, I was working in that role during um, uh, the Ebola scare that we had not not too many years ago, and I just had an invaluable education during that period. And so um, even things like, hey, giving you a heads up a couple of days in advance, I'm certainly not an epidemiologist. However, um, I have a... <clears throat> I have a pretty unique understanding of it. So when I was off 
uh, that week that I took off for spring break. Um, you know, I, I typically wear a suit to work. I'm in suit and heels and hose and the whole nine yards. And I just decided that that wasn't going to be sustainable uh, as something that, you know, started out like, hey, I can't wash this every night. And so I firstly went on and purchased scrubs, which, by the way, the prices have gone through the roof, which is so crappy, by the way. That's so crappy. Yeah. Um, but I did order scrubs um, and they were delivered. So every morning I come downstairs to the basement and I get dressed um, in clean scrubs. Um, and then I go, <clears throat> I say goodbye to everybody and I go to the garage. Um, I put my shoes on in my garage. Uh, I put my thermometer in my pocket in my garage because we don't have enough supplies for thermometer probes. And so when you can bring your own thermometer to be tested, um, it, to, in my opinion, is much safer. And so um, I load myself up with my mask and my thermometer uh, and um, tie my hair back and the whole nine yards. And then I go in the car. Uh, I work all day and then I come home. <clears throat> my purse and my bags live in my car now. And I basically do the, the same thing in reverse. So uh, I get out of the car, open the garage. I go into the garage. I have a, a boot um, you know, like those winter boot sort of rubber mats, um, that uh -huh. has a layer of, uh, bleach on it. Um, and just for all the listeners, if you have splash, like splashless bleach does not disinfect. So, so many people have like splashless bleach. This is just a PSA, uh, just get regular Clorox bleach. But anyway, uh, there's just a tiny little bit of bleach. I step in that and take my shoes off. Um, uh, and then I spray isopropyl alcohol on top of my shoes. My shoes stay in the garage. Um, and then I undress. My badge doesn't come in the house. My thermometer doesn't come in the house. My keys don't come in the house. My bags don't come in the house. Uh, I undress <clears throat> all the way down to my bra and underwear. And then I come in through the garage through all my family. I'm like, hey, every hey everybody. My son, <laughs> I walked in the door last week. He's like, where were you? I said, I was at work. And he was just so like, well, you're naked. He just did not get it. Um, and uh, it was really funny, but I, I carry my clothes. I go straight to the basement. Fortunately, my mom is here. And so she keeps laundry going all day while Danny's working and Graham's on online education and the washer is open and, you know, ready. I don't have to touch anything. My clothes go right into the washer. They get washed, dried and hung up for the next morning. And so, and then I go straight upstairs to get in the shower. Um, and so yeah. that's, for me, I have dry hair, dry skin. Like I just, overall, my skin type is just, uh, more dry. Um, but I am, I, I do shower every night before I do anything else. And so, um, I'm technically walking through the house, but I bring nothing with me and everything gets washed and including myself right away. So it's a definitely a new routine. Um, my dad's doing the similar things. He's still working every day. He's 67. He works at Home Depot and he is still going into work a ton. And so he started taking his shoes off. Um, he goes down, gets in the shower, you know, the whole nine yards. So that's one, one measure we're taking. Yeah, I, it's, it's insane to me to think that that's kind of, that's, that's real life. You know, I mean, Brittany's go, goes through much of the same. Um, we, we don't have a garage that she can use, but she walks in the, um, she walks in the back door, goes straight downstairs. And, you know, I, I, I think there's a reality when you realize like, usually when I, when I come home from work, like when, when things are normal, you can come home and hug your kid right away, give him a kiss yep. right away. Like that's gone. Like we, we, it took forever to be able to tell, Hey, it's like, no, you can't, mommy can't get a hug yet. 
Like yep. that's, and that's the reality of the time we're in. And it's sad. Um, it is. But I, th- I do think we, we've seen a lot of good things um, that have happened, I think, in our communities. Uh, you know, we talked about how awesome Ohio is. Um, I, I notice, uh, you know, we've, we've talked on the podcast about how I think there's a, a genuine, like, care that you see. I mean, I know there are people who are assholes still. But sure. a lot of times, there, you know, when you're out, there's a genuine care that people have for those around them. And I do think that it's cool that that's kind of come out. And uh, I think we've seen some good things. We have some sad stories, but um, and this whole thing sucks. But we are getting, yeah. we are going to get through it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you were here with me today for a little bit. Um, but I, I ask, we've asked everybody the same question um, that I'm going to ask you as we close this out. What is the number okay. one thing? non-running related that you are most looking forward to when this is all over? Um, I would say hugging. I mean, I'm, I'm such a physical person, you know, that like, I, I just, I love my people, uh, really hard and even my friends, you know, um, I texted my friend the other day and I'm like, man, when this is all over, you can kiss your personal space and probably some of your ribs goodbye (laughs) because I'm just getting, I'm just going to get a real big hug. And I think that physical touch for me is a way that I not only, I think express and, and show love to people that I, that are close to me, but for my colleagues, you know, there are many days I have 200 or hundred and I don't know, I've got a lot of people that report to me. Um, and information comes so quickly that oftentimes I have to walk around and do huddles and, and sort of dispense uh, information really quickly. And, uh, in the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot of times where I'm delivering a message that's scary and it's uncertain and people just weep. I mean, they openly will sit and cry, you know, in these meetings and not being able to physically come alongside someone, put my hand mm-hmm. on their shoulder or, or give them a hug has been really hard for me. Um, I try to keep my hands in my pockets because otherwise I will do it just, I think, from emotional and muscle memory. Um, but I would say that just having, you know, using touch to to just love on people, uh, whether it be a colleague or, um, you know, a stranger or certainly my friends and family is something that I'm looking forward to the most. That's, it's refreshing. We got a new answer. Everybody else has said they can't wait to go to a restaurant. Oh, well, they're losers. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You guys heard it here first. You're all losers. losers. I've tried to be so together the whole interview, and now look, my true colors are showing. But that's fine. I mean, uh, just admit it. You can't wait to go to Bonefish Grill and get some Bang Bang Shrimp. (laughs) That's correct. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there there was a story that I think Kelly would be killed if she told it on a recorded podcast that she told me beforehand. So that's true. Let's just say it involves poop and bang, bang, shrimp. 
<laughs> well, now everyone knows. Now you have to tell the story because those two clues, singularly without any context, like really leave I, the poor people at Bonefish Grill certainly vulnerable. And it's uh, no, it's just you know what, Bang Bang Shrimp is super delicious. It is first of all, I called it Bam Bam Shrimp, and that was part of the funny story. The Bang Bang Shrimp is delicious, but it's one of those things that some people I know just kind of pay for, but they eat it anyway. They keep going. You know, and they just, I mean, it's like me with Jets Pizza in Columbus. I mean, I love it, but it, it hurts so good. <laughs> oh, man. You can't just say poop and shrimp. I mean, that's just like, <laughs> that doesn't, you can't, that, that couldn't exist. So now everybody knows. There you go. You can still eat a bonefish grill. Adam's there today. Um, Kelly's still going to be working. I am on call. And we'll still be recording these episodes throughout the week. So, Kelly, thanks for joining us. Um, Thank give you. your family uh, socially um, distance hugs for me. And, um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon, okay? Yeah, you as well, brother. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.